1: Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
2: Time for the 49ers Rush podcast. We are now to number 26, almost to the top 25. And we've got Jason Verrett, cornerback that has been through hell and back time and time and time again. Um, We're going to detail his injury history, um, his journey to the NFL, which is incredible in and of itself. The peaks and valleys that he's been through, the contract, you know what he came back for the 49ers for, very, very favorable to the team, what that means for him, and roster implications. Uh, There's a couple options that the 49ers can go with um, with Jason Verrett. On top of all of those things, we've also got some film, all the background you could ever dream of. uh, That's what we're doing here on the 49ers roster countdown. So he comes in at number 26, and again... This is somebody that I don't see starting early. Um, I just don't see it. The depth at the cornerback position for the 49ers this year is uncanny. We've never seen anything like this, Um, probably in the past decade of the 49ers. Just the outside corner, not inside corner. Now, where he finds his way into that, that's going to be like a Jumanji-esque jungle to wade through. But we're going to attempt. So uh, let's get some history on Jason Verrett because, man, he's fun. Uh, Where's jersey number two? Uh, 5'10", 188, really closer to 5'9". We'll go over his metrics in a little while. He's 31 years old, entering his ninth season. But even though he's played in nine seasons, he's only played one season, 14 games. One other season for 13 games, and then every other one, four or less games. So while, yes, he has played in nine seasons, he has not accumulated the games or the starts that would, you know, go along with that and for good reason. Now you go back to, uh, you know, he went to B. Gale Wilson Middle School and then Angelo Rodriguez High School um, in Fairfield, California. So uh, the fight Mustangs just outside the Bay Area, um, not too far at all. He was a three-star rivals uh, recruit, uh, played football, track, um, you know, in football he was a running back and cornerback, um, received back of the year honors on offense, his junior and senior year Uh, track and field. You know, he ran an 11, eight, his sophomore year in 2007, again, kind of dating how, how long back he's been playing He's 31. Um, You know, he never really took over track after that. He kind of stopped and just focused on football and didn't really get recruited at all. He had to go to Santa Rosa junior college before transferring to TCU. And he is the very first player in Santa Rosa history to be drafted in the first round. I mean, this is a first-round athlete, player, caliber human being too. Great dude. Great dude. Um, it's just the injuries. That's the only thing that has stood in his way. Whenever he's been healthy, he's had one Pro Bowl year and with the Chargers who drafted him, and one more top-tier, probably could have been almost an all-pro, but a Pro Bowl player, he just missed the first couple of games, which I think knocked him out of the tie-break scenario. Um, Now, after graduating high school with no scholarship offers, he goes to, you know, SRJC, and he was all conference there, was incredible, and whenever he got drafted, you know, again, we're we're bouncing around a little bit here, but I think it's important to understand and kind of build the brackets around the story that is Jason Verrett, Uh, Mike McCoy, the head coach for the Chargers that drafted him, uh, he said, quote, size doesn't matter to him. He's tough physical player, end quote. And, man, it, that is so true. Just because he's 5'9 doesn't really mean much because of what he's accomplished. Now, in high school, again, two-time all-conference selection, at running back and defensive back uh, was just an unreal. Uh, goes to rivals, you know, ranked by rivals as sixth-best JC defensive back. Um 35th nationally for JC players, and whenever he he had two kickoff returns for touchdowns. I wish we could put him back there as a returner. There's no way in hell they'll do it. Um, He goes to TCU, graduated from TCU um, in 2013 with a degree in communications, which is awesome. Um, 2011, honorable mention, all Mountain West selection, appeared in 13 games with 10 starts. 2012 at TCU, that's whenever he kind of showed up on the scene. First-team All-American by Sports Illustrated. Second-team All-American by Walter Camp. Third-team All-American by the AP. Big 12 first-team. I mean, good named Big 12 Player of the Year. I mean, started all 13 games, and he was just everywhere. He had five tackles for loss, six interceptions, 16 pass breakups. Also blocked a kick, um, and first Big 12 nationally with a 1.69 passes defended per game. I mean, dude was all over. 2013... Great again, first team All American Walter Camp, second team All American, you know AP, and just goes on and on and on. It, dude was just a freaking baller in college. I, I, I really, I had such a crush on this kid um, coming out of college that I really wanted the Niners to get him. He was one of the guys that I was just like, gosh, I hope the Niners get him. I hope the Niners get him. Um, sadly, uh, we did not. And if you look at the twenty fourteen draft. Um, and who the four, we got Jimmy Ward, which, you know, not a bad thing, and listen, this is interesting, you know, if you look just at the 2014 draft, pick 24, Darquez Dinard, pick 25, Jason Verrett, pick number 30, Jimmy Ward, guess what? we got them all now <laughs> we got them all also if you want to get even more crazy pick 23 d ford we got him too so you know i'm looking i'm scanning through this first round now at all the different players but good gosh uh we got so many of them and so you know the fact that she, three back-to-back picks are currently on the roster d Ford 23 dark Westonard, 24 and um jason verrett 25 with jimmy ward coming in at pick 30 so we we got a lot of uh, we really like that draft, apparently. Now, look at his metrics, what he did the combine. Small, 5'9", 7% of NFL corners. Like, he's tiny. 189, 33%, small. 40-yard dash, whoo, ran a 4.38. 4.3 speed, that's 89th percentile. Of cornerbacks 10 yard split which was his best metric 1.47 that's 97 percent. he gets there quick those short guys three cones 669 shanahan's favorite metric ever 91 percentile i mean you can just go on and on 39 inch vertical 128 inch broad jump jair alexander is the closest player comp for him cody sensible would be a distant second uh, for those that remember him playing and so, again, he was drafted in 2014, first round, picked 25 by the San Diego Chargers. Now he gets into the league, and that's where it starts to get kind of rough. Um, yeah. Didn't get a lot of playing time his first year, 2015, um, you know, he went out, he went out and balled out probably his best year. He was selected to play in the 2016 pro bowl as a late replacement for Daryl Revis. And then after that, it just got bad. Um, well, let's go, let's go through these injuries. Okay. So, uh, it, man, it, as we're going through these injuries, let me throw up the film. Sorry about that. Here's some highlights of Jason Verrett with the 49ers, his time with the Niners. Um, again, uh, let, let's, here we go. He, these are the injuries in order. 2014 labrum tear in his shoulder before the draft He had surgery got that fixed 2014 same year. hamstring strain missed one game not a big deal 2015 foot injury one game 2015 groin injury one game hamstring one game so lots of small things 2016 acl tear missed 12 games 2017 knee tear missed entire season 2018 Pedal Achilles tear grade three, the first day of training camp. It happened during the, um, what's it called? Um, shape test, the endurance training, you know, to make sure you're ready to go. So three straight years, 16 ACL, 17 knee, 18 Achilles. 2019, now he's with the 49ers. Knee patella strain went on IR for the 49ers. 2020 or 2020, hamstring pull, missed first two games, and then had a great year, 2021 ACL tear week one. It's awful, man. It is awful. It breaks my heart what this kid has has been through. He's not a kid. He's 31, but it sucks because you see the talent. You see the aggressiveness. You see the ball skills, and he just keeps getting hurt, man. Uh, it, it freaking breaks my heart. And so if I'm looking at snap counts, this is what's crazy. Four years of 70 or fewer snaps. 70 or fewer. Corners usually get that in one game. Four years of 70 or fewer. Only two games where he's played more than 13 games. Only two seasons where he's played more than 13 games. Um, now, we re-signed him to a deal, May 2nd, um, a one-year, $1.03 million. No signing bonus, no guarantee. He is on a basically vet minimum deal for the 49ers, low risk. His whole thing, like... The COVID year kind of killed him because he would have got paid a lot of money from somebody. Um, Coming off that 2020 year, he was awesome. You know, a top five corner year for sure. Finally proved he could stay healthy. And then, you know, COVID happened and nobody had the money. So he came back on a one-year prove-it deal with the 49ers. And he didn't prove it. So now he's back on a one-year, almost vet minimum deal with no guarantees, which sucks, man. I mean, it, you can look at it two ways. It's good for the 49 ers salary cap to have that death, but, man, it sucks. I want this dude to get what's his. Now, the good news is if you look at his career earnings because he was a first-round pick, he's made $24.2 million in his career. So, it, you know, that's awesome. I, I love that. I love that he's gotten paid. Um, it sucks he's not getting paid as much now, but – 24 million dollars nothing to scoff at for sure uh 36 uh career starts played in 40 games when he's healthy he's starting um he's that damn good and throughout his time uh in the nfl awesome guy in the community um really really big he does a lot with the play 60 program getting kids involved in being healthy um he did a lot with the vacaville neighborhood uh boys and girls club you know kids with coats gift cards, toys, stuff like that, Christmas parties. He does a lot. It's probably one of my favorite things. Uh, He tried to, in 2016... Uh, He tried to break the Guinness World Record uh, for most high fives on National High Five Day. Uh, 300 fans lined up to help him. Um, He got every single one of those in 40 seconds, but um, I I don't think that it counted, though, Um, because I I don't think he broke it, but he tried to. So high five to good old Jason Verrett, which is incredible. Um, Now, projections. What's going to happen with this guy? This is one of the areas where I think Kyle Shanahan is going to get tricky. We got a lot of depth at corner, right? And again, it, my personal depth chart, if everybody is healthy, would be Charvarius Ward, Emmanuel Sanders starting outside, Verrett next up, then Ambry Thomas, and then at, that's four studs. After that, Diomedore Lenore, Tariq Castro Field, some of the undrafted rookies, right? How many of those guys are you going to keep? Well, here's the issue. They got a little caveat here because he ended the season on IR. He is still technically injured. So the 49ers could just tell him, hey, you have had, (laughs) I think, four season-ending injuries in weeks one and two of the NFL or training camp. Just chill. You're probably healthy with how his injury took place in September. Chill. Just wait. We're going to put you on the pup, physically unable to perform list, and you just sit. You're going to sit for six weeks, and we're going to bring you into the middle of the season. So we're going to guarantee you're 100% healthy. And we don't need you right now. Because even if you were healthy, I don't think he'd be starting. Now, if he is 100% fully healthy and confident, I think that he's better than Emmanuel Mosley. But Emmanuel Mosley is just so much more consistent, so much more reliable. Not as many explosives, but you can't go wrong with either one. So if you put Verrett on the pup list to start the season, that gives you an extra corner spot. Which I think is the only way, sadly, Diamador Lenore makes this roster which good gives him a little bit extra time it, everybody wants to say demo's going to go inside he's not practicing there he didn't mini camp he didn't practice there um, OTAs he didn't practice there it, it's 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 not him he, he's getting backup snaps there and i mean not even first second or third team like he's getting leftover snaps inside he's getting a lot more work outside that seems to be where the 49ers want him so this gives him a little bit more time to season, builds depth on that roster, and whenever, if an injury happens, bring up Verrett, you're gonna be good to go. Um, but I do like Verrett. He's gonna start games this year. There's no doubt about it. If he stays healthy through camp, and practice, and all those things, this guy will start games for the 49ers. He's just too damn good not to. Maybe you put him in the slot, maybe you don't. Maybe you just keep him outside for depth. It doesn't matter The 49ers are better with a healthy Jason Verrett. No need to rush it because he doesn't even count as a roster spot. Doesn't count against the salary cap. So cheap. So cheap. So I really hope that they are smart with the 31-year-old Jason Verrett, who if healthy, again, that's a big asterisk with this player. He's incredible. He's absolutely incredible. So. Patience is a virtue. I hope that they use that here on Jason Verrett and be smart with it. Shanahan sneaky with that roster stuff. So that's my projection. Excited to see number two out there again for the 49ers. He's been through so dang much, and he's just such a damn good player. want to say thank you to Josh And I mean, these guys, these researchers, Anthony, Josh, they have crushed it this series. Finding Guinness World Records for high fives. Are you kidding me? Love those guys. Uh, Appreciate all that they do for this series and all the research. And, man, we're just going to keep counting them down here at the 49ers Rush Roster Countdown. Experience full plates and fuller wallets with America's best value meal kit. Here's the deal. I was beyond skeptical, okay? I'm not a big cook. I don't really have a lot of time for that. You guys know I got way too much stuff going on. But with every point, it is all the hard stuff's taken out of it. And so here's what's amazing. You prepare all of your meals in less than 30 minutes or less. And again, I wouldn't touch it if that was the case. But it's healthy, it's delicious, and it's quick. You ever sit around like, all right, what am I going to make next? They take all of that out. And so if you head over to everyplate.com, use the promo code 49ers179, no specials. Now, what does that 179 mean Uh, with no spaces? Again, 49ers179. Every meal is $1.79. So again, go over to everyplate.com and enter the code 49ers179. $1.79 $1.79 per meal. It's incredible. And here's the one of the things why I've, I've worked with these guys for so long is I endorse their product. I use their product of my family. My son likes their product. My wife likes it. If you can make all of us happy, you're doing something great. But give yourself and your wallet a break. Enjoy delicious, affordable meals delivered to your door. You know you have to go shopping and ready to go in just six simple steps. So Try every plate for just $1.79 per mil by going to everyplate.com and entering code 49ers179. All right, we are at number 25 of the 49ers roster countdown and fan favorite. Oh, man. Hey, quickly turned into his personality just jumps. And I feel like the 49ers have been really, really lucky with these kind of undrafted or late round-wide receivers, Jawan Jennings, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Trent Taylor. Like, we've had these guys come through and play big roles, and none bigger than Jawan Jennings. You know, when Kendrick Bourne left, I was so happy for him because he got that huge payday, you know, not really worried about, quote-unquote, worth it, but I was just happy to see him get paid. Um, and juan jennings able to step in not much lost uh which is crazy because kendrick Bourne is unreal and the personality that he brings with it's unmatched well here we got juan jennings first name's bernie uh <laughs> i did not know that which is awesome feel the birdie um wide receiver number 15 6 foot 3 212 pounds he's 24 years old now, what people don't know, we're going to be going over film. I'm going to show you highlights. Um, we're going to be going over background, what he did in college, which is crazy in basketball. He actually got kicked off his team in college. A lot of people don't know that either. We're going to go through that whole ordeal and how he was able to remedy that and eventually become one of the all time leaders for Tennessee and SEC school with the story passed um, in receptions. I mean, this dude is just, he's different. Uh, that's all I can say. So we're going to, and mo- most importantly, we'll finish the episode with. What he's going to do in 2022 with our stat projections, receptions, yards, touchdowns, uh, all those different things, we got you. So this dude's 24 years old, young, young, young. Now, he's entering his third season, but for contract purposes, his second season. He was drafted the seventh-round pick but was waived because he had a hamstring issue, so they, they waived him, cleared waivers, brought him back on the practice squad, sat him all year. Because of that, his rookie year doesn't count as a year. It, it, it's not a year contractually. So the Forty Irons brought him back and signed him on a one-year deal, and that's kind of the way that it goes on these rookie uh, four-year contracts. Until you get those accrued seasons stacked – He will not be a free agent. So last year, 2021, was actually his contractual rookie year. This is his second year, which means the 49ers will have him for two additional years as a restricted free agent. Thank Daniel Brunskill, uh, Kendrick Bourne, very similar uh, concept as well. So uh, he's going to be around for a while on the cheap for the 49ers, which is nice for the 49ers. Sucks for him. He has to wait a little bit longer to get paid. But uh, if he continues on the pace he's on, yeah, Kendrick Bourne deal plus. Um is in his future. Now he grew up, went to Blackman High School in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, uh, just southeast of Nashville. uh, If you haven't been there, one of the coolest logos, the Blackman Blaze, they have blue and orange colors. Think Bam Bam Bigelow on the side of their helmet. Um, pretty cool. Uh, uniform there, and I love original mascots. I don't know why I'm a weirdo. He was a four star recruit. This dude was a. Big-time recruit, Um, and I'm going to go ahead and throw up the film now. This is a breakdown that I did for Patreon. His best game by far, and we'll detail this um, considerably, was against the Rams. And so I went through and just watched every single offensive play for just number 15. Um, and I think it's like a thirty-five minute breakdown with coaching notes and you know, I'm you, you'll see my mouse move around and pause it. Well, that's because I'm talking and breaking down what he did or didn't do. If you want to check that out, again, that I think we're at two hundred and fifty plus videos on Patreon breakdowns like this one. If you want those, patreon.com slash forty niners rush podcast. As we get closer to the season, I really do believe in what we share and what we put out there because We'll go over every offense and defensive snap from every single game for the 49ers. You get all of that. Plus, if you want to watch some rookie film, that's there too. So uh, check that out. Now, he chose to go to Tennessee, um, but before that, let's go back to his high school days. He was a two-sport beast. Um, played basketball in high school. Led his team to a state championship. He was a 200, top 200 basketball recruit uh, his junior year. Averaged 12.3 points, 3.9 rebounds, and 2.9 assists. Uh, dude was a baller. After he won the state championship, they asked him what his favorite sport was. He said football. They asked him again, okay, if you had to pick something besides football, what's your favorite sport? He said football again. Uh, <laughs> he The physicality um, that he breathed. Brings to the game is second to none and his whole family's full of athletes dad was a four-year letterman at the university of north alabama he was a first team all-american his dad he was in the una uh, hall of fame older sister alexis played college f- basketball at kentucky and south carolina she was a second team all sec player i mean yeah athletes 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 Now, he was 2014 Mr. Tennessee, which goes to the uh, best athlete um, in the state. Division I, Class 3A, um, as a senior, had offers from Alabama, Penn State, Ohio State. So the pedigree is top-notch. Went to Tennessee as a quarterback. They were really, really bad. They moved him to wide receiver his freshman year. Ended up breaking his wrist, had some issues, all those things. Made fun of the coaches. On social media, and he got kicked off the team. Got kicked off the team. But then um, it was a really bad time there in Knoxville. They uh, all the coaches get fired. New coaches come in, and again, what he was—he was—he basically went live calling them "quote fake lying snakes," and the coaches were holding them back. Um, and to bring us a coaching staff that's honest. End quote. Gets kicked off the team. All the coaches get fired. They bring in new coaches. New staff brings them back smartly. And how did he reward this new coaching staff? 2019 PFF um, All-SEC second team. Uh, 2019 Blitnikoff Award watch list. Made it to the Senior Bowl. Left Tennessee fifth in receptions, touchdowns, and fourth in yards. Just put up some crazy, crazy numbers. Um, Named ESPN Surprise Offseason Standout of the Year. Just incredible what he was able to accomplish. Now, goes to the combine, had a bad combine. Um, Kyle Shanahan's quote, quote, didn't have the best combine, but you watch the tape and he is a bulldog, end quote. Like, and his combine was bad. Four seven two forty 2 40-yard dash, not good. Broad jump, 119, not good. Didn't do the three-cone, 29-inch vertical. Yikes, 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 more yikes. Now, if you just look at his bad combine uh, performance, um... The metrics and the comparables, Stevie Johnson, um, who the 49ers have had it, right? This guy that's just a good route runner. You can't figure out why. He just always gets separation. And Kareem Osgood, uh, who's with the Vikings. So you get these guys that perhaps are better football players than they are athletes whenever it comes to measurables. They're just damn good, and it just works. Stevie Johnson just makes so much sense. Whenever you look at what Juwan Jennings does and because of that bad, you know, combine, he fell all the way to the seventh round, pick three, 217th overall, um, in the 2020 draft. And that was a pick that we got in the Eli Harold trade. Crazy to go back that far. Um, Eli Harold, like that is incredible. You know, as we keep going through this roster countdown, how we acquire all these, these players, goodness, a lot of them. Dre Greenlaw, who we haven't gotten to yet. Colton McKivitz. Um, you know, right here. Juwan Jennings got them basically all for free. Almost all of them for free. Um, by giving up these back end of the roster players for these future draft picks. And man, imagine what this roster would look like without Juwan Jennings and Dre Greenlaw, who you got for free in <laughs> player for player trades. Colton McKivitz, a little less so it hasn't had that big of an impact as these two have. Um, but a couple other quotes, um, after he was drafted at the press conference, Kyle and said he plays in the slot, but could play linebacker and he wants to fight everyone. John Lynch said he could play safety if he wants to. I love his attitude and what Juwan Jennings has brought to this team. I think he had two or three pancakes in this game versus the Rams alone. It's just, it's attitude. It's physicality. I refer to him as a wide receiver plus. Um, which means yeah, he's a wide receiver. He splits out. He can get open. All those things, but you can use him as a tight end. It, it, he's a big dude now, and he plays big. So when he's six three two twelve, but he plays like he's six three two thirty. He's like a little H back, you know, fullback out there that's blocking. And little is probably not the right word. Is he? Can he block as well as Kittle or Warner? No, but man, he put people on the ground. Uh, ask Trayvon Diggs about him. That dude got bodied. Um, in that wild card game. And that kind of set the tone. You know, you had Trayvon Diggs coming out there talking about how, oh, we're going to bully. I'm a bully mentality. I'm going to bully the 49ers, all that stuff. That dude got bodied by Juwan Jennings and set the tone of that Dallas game in their own house, slamming dudes. Uh, I think that comes across. My draft write-up on Jennings, um, man, 30 broken tackles on 59 catches. Uh, most broken tackles in the NCA by a wide receiver. Now, he's not a yak guy like the Debo play that's on the screen right now where he's just running through tackles and things. like That's not what he does. It's different. It's a different yards after catch than Debo or Iuke. It's not that. He is – it's more of a Kittle-style type thing. Uh, he's not breaking tackles with speed or any of that stuff. He's wiry and tall and just determined. Uh, That's what he does. Tough. Seems to love contact going over the middle. Top end speeds, non existent, but somehow he gets separation consistently. That's what Charvarius Ward said. This is my draft write up when we drafted him. Um, Charvarius Ward said, you know, he was asked about which wide receiver is the hardest to guard. He said, oh, Jawan Jennings. He's like, that dude just gets separation um, all the time. It's not with speed, he just understands it. Back to my draft write up. Once the ball's in his hands, watch out. One of the most violent runners ever. If you see him on go if you send him on go routes, you're dumb. <laughs> Speed's not there. Very heavy footed out of his stance. He's heavy footed the whole time. Uh, you could hear his steps even when the film is silent. Best contact balance of any wide receiver, any underscored in the draft. That's what I got for him. Now again, go back to 2020 his quote-unquote rookie year, didn't play at all, had a hamstring injury, it was real bad, sat the whole year on the practice squad. But because of that, he's now cheap for an extra year. What did he do in 2021? Unbelievable. Played in 16 games, only had one start, but really, he didn't come by. Mohamed Sanu was the starting number three wide receiver. Mohammed Sanu went down week nine. That's when Jawan Jennings' playing took off. He had to wait a full year, and then 10 weeks before he got his opportunity to step up. He never had more than 10 offensive snaps uh, the first nine games of the season. Once new went down, he had at least 25 snaps, offensive only, moving forward all the way through the playoffs. Um, the patience the 49ers showed in this guy, they believed in him, allowed him to develop. You know, you could talk about Ambry Thomas. You could talk about Juwan Jennings. You could talk about these rookies, Trey Lance, Aaron Banks, They have no qualms whatsoever, the 49ers organization, with sitting these rookies and just allowing them to develop, even into their sophomore year. Um, They just cultivate and cultivate and cultivate. Week 18, the game that we were just showing you, absolute stud. uh, Player of the game for sure. Six receptions on seven targets, 94 yards, two touchdowns. First downs, touchdowns. That's what this dude brings. Uh, that's it. That's what he does. And, you know, if you look at what he brings, here, here's what's crazy to me. I thought with the selection of Danny Gray in the third round that him and Jennings would pair up to be that wide receiver three. I do not believe that anymore. I really, really don't. Um, I, I think Juwan Jennings had the best camp in offseason season of any player on the 49ers organization. Um, <laughs> he gets the John Chapman Offseason award. And so, like, Danny Gray's not taking anything away from him. Plus, Danny Gray tweaked his hamstring, and so even more work went to Juwan Jennings. Now, it's not a bad thing. What I think it means is Danny Gray role, from what I initially anticipated, was going to be to kind of, you know, in between the 20s, you got Danny Gray. In the red zone, you got... Jawan Jennings. third downs, you got Jawan Jennings. That was what I thought. I'm going to revamp that. I think Danny's gray role now is all three wide receivers. I think that he's not just going to be a slot guy. He can be a slot guy, but he can be an outside guy as well because of the vertical threat. So I thought Danny Gray snaps would be at the expense of Jawan Jennings. I don't think that anymore. I think Danny Gray snaps come intermittently with all three wide receiver spots because that wide receiver three, the slot job, It's owned. It's stamped. Juwan Jennings took it. That's what I believe. Now, look at the stats that he had, okay, in 2016. 38 targets, 24 receptions, 282 yards, 5 touchdowns, 11.8 yards per carry. He only had 24 catches. But the impact that he had late in the season, playoffs, week 18, that we don't win. We don't go to the playoffs without Juwan Jennings, period, period. And if, you know, the walk-in touchdown was incredible for sure, you know, at the end of the game, but no, no, the plays he made before that, that was clutch. That was clutch. My projections in 2022 for Jawan Jennings, I got him 71 targets. So almost double the targets, 44 receptions. He had 24. I got him going 44, 525 yards, six touchdowns, 11.9 yards per carry. So I don't want to go through the roof. I mean, he's not a 1,000-yard receiver. I got him at 525. But those are impactful snaps as somebody that doesn't play a lot of snaps. Again, I don't think his snap rate is going to increase from the last 10 weeks of the season I, I, in postseason. I think 25 to 35 snaps a game. That's it. That's it. Uh, you, with Trey Lance, you're still going to do a lot of 12 personnel and 22 personnel with tight ends and fullbacks. He's not going to be getting starter reps. He's going to continue to be the third down guy, and that's perfect. Bring in the spark, third downs, get the first down, get the touchdown. That's what I want to see. So I love this guy. Um, He's so freaking fun, man, and easy to root for. So easy to root for. So uh, that's number 25, wide receiver Jawan Jennings. As Man, we've done 90 through 25. we still got 25 more to go. Did you know that you can now win up to 100? dollars again that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to one hundred dollars over on prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy
0: you know how to book flights and hotels. all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive That's why you need Viator
2: Number 24 on the 49ers roster countdown is sensational. At least we hope so. Rookie Drake Jackson, who was the first pick. For the 49ers in the 2022 draft, Uh, such an awesome time in Vegas, uh, hanging out with the Rush Road Trip and all that stuff, and it was so cool calling this and being around the people, and man, such positive vibes. Drake Jackson was a guy that I had in my top 50 who fell to 61, and much like the 49ers coaching staff was shocked, Um, a premium position with unlimited upside that fell all the way to the second round with pick 61. Um, Love that it was a deep edge class. So that kind of helped out a lot. So what we're going to be doing, we're going to be hearing from Drake Jackson himself. We're going to be watching some highlights and game tape from Drake Jackson. We're going to go through his high school, college uh, experience, the draft process, all those things. But most importantly, when you walk away from today's show, you're going to know exactly what to expect when you're going to see Drake Jackson on the field, and we're going to set an over-under on sacks on what he can accomplish, or at least should accomplish, in his rookie year for the 49ers. Now, we got him number 24, and this whole countdown is about biggest impact this year. So just because he's a rookie, and just because Kyle Shanahan likes to red shirt his rookies I got we we made a shirt if you look at the description of this video on YouTube uh our merch that we're selling you know we have our 49ers rush road shirt uh 49ers rush podcast shirt but we also have the red shirt down there that says I got drafted by the 49ers and all I got was this red shirt uh, so you, you can get that if you want I love that shirt uh, but I don't think that that's going to apply to this rookie uh maybe some of the other rookies in this class for sure I don't think Drake Jackson's going to redshirt. I think he's going to play week one almost guaranteed. Even if it is on a limited basis. Now, before we jump forward, uh, let's throw out some, let, let's watch some clips now. Um, this is one of the films that we did on Patreon, which there are several, several, several that we have up of Drake Jackson. You can see the mouse cursor moving. He's going to be playing left in almost exclusively for this game against Notre Dame. And if you want all those, access to all those, patreon.com slash 40 Podcast. As soon as you sign up, you get access to all of them. I think we got over two and a half hours of content just on Drake Jackson alone. Um, back to his 2020 tape, 2021 tape, all those things. So if you want to, you know, get all the coaching notes and all the stuff that, you know, we break down, you can see all the first play. They got him dropping into coverage way too damn much. They did not use him well. Uh, but you can see big number 99 for the Trojans. He's going to be 95, which even that jersey number excites the hell out of me because if you've watched any of our defensive breakdowns the past three years when 95s on the field usually bad things happened uh Cantavius Street was an awesome man and I wish him the best not the best run defender so it's gonna be going from you know seeing a negative and scared with 95s on the field to being excited um with Drake Jackson wearing number 95 in 2022 now he's big 63 254 and he has played all the way up to 270. At his time at USC, only 21 years old, young and potential raw Uh, from just outside the LA area, Corona, California. He played at Centennial high school, the fighting Huskies just on the, if you go east of Orange County and Anaheim through the mountain pass, that's where Centennial high school is just outside of Orange County on the other side of the mountains. Um, Now in high school. I mean, he came out, and he was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, you look at what he was able to accomplish. Um, you know, as a junior, his 2017 year, um, he was Cal High Sports All-State Junior First Team, CIF Division One All-Area First Big Team, All-Big Eight League Division uh, Defensive Lineman of the Year, six sacks, interceptions, three deflections, forced fumble. His sophomore year, he was great as well. Uh, I mean... He just kept getting better and better somehow. And then in 2018, he was a prep star, All-American, Tacoma News, you know, top 100, All-State first team for Cal High Sports, All-CIF, Fab 15 first team, Los Angeles times, all area. I mean, you can go on and on and on. Um, He was the co-MVP as a senior defensive end, um, had 27 tackles, five tackles for loss, three and a half sacks, six pass deflections, three fumble recoveries, one touchdown. I mean, he just kind of did it all for his high school. And, you know, if you look at kind of the things that he had available to him, it started from a young age. Um, He chose USC over Arizona State. Those were kind of two of the biggest um, offers that he was deciding between. Um, chose to be a communications major at USC. Uh, very. I mean, he's fun. He he's a fun. We'll we'll hear a couple clips from him if the program works. Um, father is a high school football coach. He's a coach's kid. Uh, which is usually a very very positive thing because they understand what it takes to win. Dad wanted to put USC linebacker on his birth certificate. Uh, you know how much of that is a joke or whatever. But the conversation was had when he was born. Uh, USC linebacker they wanted to put on there, and sure enough, he fulfilled that role because whenever he went to usc you know in 2019 he was only there for three years he's 21 years old now he's young he was three and out you know he was usc enrolled early after graduating a semester early from high school and man he started as a defensive end his freshman year true freshman year which is unreal um and it showed up and performed 46 tackles 11 and a half tackles for loss team high five and a half sacks three deflections forced fumble and a safety um he did have a sprained left ankle which caused him to miss um two games but that's really about all the injury history that he has uh, that's it and as a freshman man two four seven sports freshman all-american team pff all-american second team pac-12 second team uh, you can just keep going on and on and on pac-12 defensive freshman of the year honorable mention he did a bunch man and And, you know, it's interesting if you look historically at USC, he is the um, first true freshman to start the season opener game on the defensive line since Everson Griffin did it in 2007. And then the next one, Tim Ryan, um, all the way back in 1986. So that's a fun little trivia piece there. Again, Everson Griffin, Tim Ryan, he is in a wonderful category there of elite defenders for USC. Um, His sophomore year made an impact. They moved him to outside linebacker. The coaching staff at USC, they just had no clue what they were doing. Um, Moved him off the line of scrimmage and had him lose 30-plus pounds of weight. And they had him dropping in man coverage. And it was just – man, watch the 2020 tape. I cussed a lot. And I'm just going to be (laughs) honest because I'm just like, what the hell are you doing? You have this talent and you are wasting him. Um, So it was a year of – just a mess but it and drake has talked about this it's all about team for him that's all he cares about he'll 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 cover and they had him one-on-one with tight ends running 40 yards downfield it was just a joke split out wide um and he didn't care he didn't complain about it he just showed up he does what he needs to do for the team and allow the coaches to coach um but anyway you know, he finished the year 20 tackles, five and a half tackles for loss, two sacks because, again, he was playing off the ball. But still, great year. 2021, they move him back inside. That's the film we're watching now. Um, his third year starting, appeared in 11 games, did have a little bit of injury, kind of flare ups, and whatever else. And, you know, USC was so bad, and it was very clear he was heading to the draft. He ended up opting out of the California game. Um, the season was basically over at that point. He was a quarterfinalist for the Lot Impact Trophy, All Pack 12 second team, um, AP All Pack 12 second team, PFF second team, Phil Steele second team. That's just where he was. Now, you look at his entire career at USC 103 tackles, 25 tackles for loss, 12 and a half sacks, four deflections, two interceptions. Uh, very, very, very athletic. Um, and you know, now let's move on to what he was able to accomplish, you know, at the combine because athleticism's his game. You know, my preseason right up before the 49ers selected him. And, and again, if you were watching the broadcast with us, I was, you know, everybody's like, okay, if we trade up in the second round, who do you want? And I kept saying Drake Jackson. Trade up in the 50s, get Drake Jackson. If he falls that far, that'd be perfect. They stayed at 61 and got him. Listen to these metrics. And again, my comp for him is Gumby with insane size. I'll get to some actual NFL comps once we get through this list. Um, You know, 6'3", all right. He's on the shorter side. That's 50%, right? Almost average, really. <laughs> exactly average. 254 pounds, that's 25%. Uh, so he's a little bit on the lighter side, but he's played at 270. So I think that even though he measured into the combine at 254, he's going to get back to 260. I just know Chris Kusarik, he likes heavier DNs. That's where he's going to go. 7.09 three cone. Nothing great, nothing bad. Wingspan. Long. 82.5. That's 85th percentile. That's an inch and a half shorter than LeBron James. He's got reach. Vertical 36.5, that's top 86 percentile of edge rushers. Broad jump 127, 97 percentile. He could do a standing backflip with pads on. This dude is aerobic. Uh, (laughs) He could do a lot of stuff. Um, You know, even you you have Bosa talking about all the different things that he could do, which is interesting. Now, let's talk about, the 49ers had him in on official interview before the draft. He just turned 21 years old um and you know here's my draft right up before the 49ers drafted him um it doesn't play as strong as his weight suggests but should develop in the weight room uh twitched up speed size guy should have done better in college uses his arms well needs to improve in the run game but usc moved him around too much this is a perfect fit with the 49ers absolute target poor coaching stopped his progress since dominating as a freshman and got him to lose 35 pounds, moved a linebacker. What a freaking waste. Chris Kuserik, um, after the draft came out and said, we loved his quote flat footed bend in quote, listen to these traits that, you know, I PFF ranks players based on these different criteria per for, for, for positions. Okay. Um, and again like whenever you're looking at this it just makes sense feet five on a scale of one to nine strength three explosiveness seven great first step hands four bend nine best in the class now back to this quote from Chris Cusaric, the, you know, probably number one position coach for the 49ers. Flat-footed bend. He can keep all of his cleats in the ground even though his body is perpendicular. That's the bend into the offensive tackle. Nobody does it better than him. It's it's having your cleats in the ground is so imperative. That's that hoop drill that you see him run in the figure eight, working on that. He has it in spades. Um and, you know, uh, Cusarek goes on to say, "quote There's a lot more in there with more training and development." End quote. Shot at USC there. Ouch. Um, but man, I'm telling you right now, this kid. Sky's the limit. Sky is the freaking limit. And one of my favorite things about him is he gets to learn from Bosa. Uh, he said, "Hey, what's up, man? Welcome to the welcome to the squad. You know, and watching him." the whole D line, watching them hunt. Like I said, man, I can't, I cannot wait to go get out there with those guys and just turn up with them. Sure.
0: Nick is so technical. Mm-hmm. Are, are you excited to just pick his brain as mm-hmm. far as, the, you know, the small hand details and that kind of stuff? For sure.
2: I want to text him that night, <coughs> uh, <laughs> draft night, you know, just figure out it's pretty much the answer to the test. You know, you got them. You got that guy
1: right next to you that's been been doing it, you know. and his brother, he can learn from his brother too. So he's, you know, it's like goes down all through. So it's like, I get the answers. So, you know, I definitely, you know, want to learn and, you know, try to, you know, stay behind those guys that, you know, been doing it and Eric Armstead, he, free too.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. You just, you, you love it, man. you love to hear those things. Talking about learning from Bosa, learning from Armstead, learning from brother Bosa, Joey Bosa, and just the excitement and sponge-like mindset with what he is hoping to accomplish. Now, my athletic comp, just based off of his measurables, Olivier Vernon. Olivier Vernon, who, man, a huge production as just a solid pass rusher for a long time in the NFL. My play style comp, another player that played under Kyle Shanahan, Elvis Dumerville with more size and speed. Dumerville was like six foot flat almost and a lot smaller, and that's kind of how he won a lot of things because his bend was so elite. Man, the whole time I was watching this guy, I was just like, golly, this looks like Elvis Dumerville, just bigger. And if you look at what he has done in camp, rookie OTAs, you know, OTAs, minicamp, he was mostly the second team left defensive end Camp um, Did get a few stabs with the ones, but he looked apart and athleticism showed day one. It was very obvious, just in freaking hitting the dummy drills, right, and firing off and uh, all the rush drills that they were doing. It looked apart. It really, really did. Now, what do I want... For Drake Jackson in 2022, if John Chapman was the coach, what is the plan to utilize this stud young pass rusher? Well, I would say, and it's going to be a kind of stepped approach. The first month of the season, the regular season, I don't want any more than 15 snaps a game. Like I would, I don't care if it's smaller than that. I want him to focus on one thing and one thing only, and that is rushing the passer. That's it. That first month, NASCAR package only. You come in on third and long, second and 10 plus. That is your job. Uh, your two minute drill. They're throwing the ball. You know, they got to get down the field. That's when he is in. I just want him worrying about the pass. I don't want him knowing. I want him to know run responsibility, but I just want him to go after the quarterback. That's it for the first month. Listen to him talk about what he wants to do. I love it. It's a hunt. Every, every player is a hunt. And you know, I just I just want to be a part of that pack, you know, to go hunt with my boys. So I wanna hunt, man. I wanna hunt with my boys. Ah God, that's it. That's all I want. That's it. Now, after the first month of the season, then maybe bump it up to 25 snaps. That's it. And just keep him there. 25 to 30 snaps. That's where I want him ending the season at. Very similar, even though it's a different coaching staff, to what we saw with Alden Smith. And Fangio, right? You Look, man, you're just coming in. You get this part of the game down. Then we'll expand after that because the 49ers are not the Jags. The 49ers are not, you know, one of these teams like the Jets that can, you know, pick in top five. The 49ers have a very deep defensive end, perhaps the de- I think the deepest in the entire NFL because there's so many defensive ends Samson Ebbacom is probably going to start. Charles Amenihue will be the first off the bench as far as all purpose defensive ends go. Then you got Drake Jackson, not to mention Kerry Hyder, Justin Willis, Kamiko Terre. Like, there are plenty of guys that you can put out there in base run situations. But when it's past time, send this kid out there. Now, where do I have him? His sack numbers. Let's set our Vegas uh, betting odds up now. Last year, you got to look back before you look forward. Last year's rookie sack numbers. Um, almost all of these are first round picks except one. Parsons led the draft class with 13 sacks. Unbelievable. Jalen Phillips, 8.5, who we were really high on. Aziz, 8 sacks. Really high on. Uh, Jason Owe, 5. Quiddy Pay, 4. Rose, uh, 4. Joe Tryon, 4. All those are first-round picks except for Aziz Ozilari, who stepped into a very similar position as Drake Jackson, a pretty quality defensive line with a lot of depth, and he got to do one thing. He was a speed rusher off the edge. Exactly what Drake Jackson's stepping into. So I'm setting the over-under in 2022 regular season sacks only for Drake Jackson at 6.5. That's high. That'd be fourth on this list. From last year, which was a good edge class. And this kid was drafted 61, even after uh, Ojolari. So why do I have that so high? It's because the quality coaching, the quality team, the quality around him. And he gets to just do his skill set. That's it. Just do his skill set. 100% a lock for this team. 0% chance. Um, you know, maybe he's... I just want him on the NASCAR. I don't even want him on Bravo. I don't want them on Bravo, the backup defensive line group. I don't. Just NASCAR. That's it. I want you to come in, 15 plays a game, That's not much. Maybe four to five plays a quarter. That's it. You just rush the passer for that first month, and then you expand his role month two, month three, so on and so forth into that Bravo group. Who knows? Maybe eventually by the end of the year, fighting for starter snaps. But again, I don't think that's where he will be used best in 2022. Now, 2023, 1,000% expect him to start opposite of Bosa. I just think that's what's going to happen. You look at Samson, uh, last year of his contract. You look at o- Ominihu, last year of his contract. Jordan Willis, one-year deal. Kimiko Ture, one-year deal. Kerry Heider, one-year deal. So, yeah, it's building. This year's a luxury. Next year, step in, be the guy. Um... But, man, I'm so excited for Drake Jackson, and you should be too. want to say thank you, man. Anthony, Josh, incredible job, background for all of this entire series. We're on 24. We, got 24, uh, we finished 24. We got 23 to go. Let's go, MJ. Uh, <laughs> and for us, man, we're just going to keep counting them down. Hopefully you guys are enjoying this.